he portrays himself uh gcn i've got jesse ventura mr. in my ears right. for some reason mr right <laughs> i don't know if the wires jason are crossed lewis. somewhere jason lewis I'm sure that's jason not my lewis. yeah that's uh, i'm contribute. getting the jason lewis feed uh, ready to fight for what's best for this country <laughs> this jason is a lewis. cluster jason f lewis. i apologize jason to anybody lewis. that's listening Thank to this i'm gonna go ahead and turn them down here wow listen to this guy's intro this is crazy this is great can you imagine having an intro like that? Uh, like <laughs> it's Ian, Ian and Mark. It's Ian, Ian and Mark in a demo. Ian, a demo. A demo. He's a big man, a giant man. That Ian. <laughs> All right. So I'll tell you what. You guys uh, go ahead and take the show here real quick. I'm gonna put Derek J on. Y'all can talk to him. I'm gonna talk, call the uh, the network. Are we up? I have no idea, so I need to figure that out. Okay. You're online. We could be talking to each other, or we could be talking to a lot of people. People are definitely listening online. Some people are listening. Okay, and uh, Anon's. Is is he up? Uh, Is who up? Not yet. He is now. (laughs) Derek J is with us from jail. (laughs) There you go. Derek. Hey, Derek. Uh, So uh, tell everybody why you're in the pokey. Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, to anyone listening, I'm a 22-year-old guy from the neighborhood of Philadelphia who's just obsessed with personal freedom. And, uh, well, I went on a victimless crime spree over the last year. I, after moving to the geographical area known as the Shire uh, to move closer with other liberty-minded individuals to get active for the cause of individual freedom, um, I was arrested five times and detained about ten I uh, was served with five no trespass orders, and I've been pepper sprayed, pushed, and punched by the cops, and even run over by a police cruiser while on my bike. And I was charged with 15 crimes against the state of New Hampshire. And this is in like a couple months, right? And, and all these uh, no, yeah. no trespassing things are on government locations that you, as a taxpayer of uh, you know the the whatever the re- a resident of the the city of Keene, have paid for. That's right. They want to force me to pay for it, but I'm not allowed to step foot on it. It's, it's pretty strange to me. But the important thing to emphasize is that in all of this, I harmed no one. Uh, no one alleged that I harmed anyone. Uh, I, it's not been alleged that I damaged any property or violated any uh, private property or created right. and, any and Derek, victims. And Derek, by no one, you mean no actual person. The state is the alleged victim in all your crimes, right? That's exactly right. But yet, then that no individual is claiming damaged property, loss of goods, fraud, or any sort of like you know deception, deceit on your part. Yeah, even the state will say that that you know, oh no, I, I haven't harmed any person, just society. So you must so, be in a place right now that is uh, housed though by a lot of people. You're just an activist. This just happened to you, so you are now surrounded by a bunch of violent people, right? Well, you would think that, but actually, I. Now that I'm in here, I'm learning that I'm surrounded by a bunch of people just like me who haven't created any victims. The, the only victims in, uh, are themselves. You know, they've been victimized by the state. And it's, it's not unusual. The, the sentence that I'm serving is uh, 90 days in the Cheshire County House of Corrections. But I'm facing 25 more tomorrow for refusal to pay a fine to the criminal gang calling itself the state of New Hampshire. Okay, so right now you're, you're in the spiritual retreat, as you call it, but the Cheshire County Jail. And uh, it's full of victimless offenders. But for those who don't know, what is it? What is it like there? Are you in like one large room? I'm assuming you're in one of the pods. I've been in there. I'm just not sure which one. Are you you're chained at. to a wall? Yep. <laughs> uh, only by the phone right now. But I am in a big room uh, with about ten or fifteen people in it. Um, we each have our own rooms. Uh, most of us have roommates uh, up on the top tier. I'm in our block right now, 
and that's the uh, block for people who have been sentenced. And uh, as part of our sentence, uh, we have to be Is that working, R for rectum? So. What's, what's going on in there? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I hope not. These things happen in jail, right? Um, well, I'm just no. kidding. So this is the same block Ian was in, and this is like the work. You are now like the property of the jail, right? Yeah, um, in in some ways I am. I I actually researched and discovered that it's it's an RSA. It's one of the laws of New Hampshire that if once you're sentenced, uh, that it's part of your sentence to work for the jail in whatever capacity they determine you should be working. It's literally slave labor. This is true modern-day slavery. They're picking people up off of the streets, they're arresting them for marijuana possession, driving without a government uh, paper. They are putting these folks in jail cells, and they're putting them to work for the county. And if you don't work for the county, then you sit in jail for a, a much longer time. Right, they remove pr- privileges from you, Correct. or what they call privileges. You'll sit in segregation, and well, you'll sit there the whole you. time. Yeah, that segregation is 23 hours of you know uh, being in a cell without any human contact. In fact, if anyone tries to communicate with you, even non-verbally, they'll be put in a cell just the same as you. And you only get one hour out to do things like shower and shave and do the things that you need to do. So what did they have you? Are you in the kitchen as well now? I was in the kitchen for a few days. Today I was what they call a cart runner, so I transported the meals to the various uh, pods throughout the jail. So um, but cart running, I did a lot of the cart running when I was in there. And uh, jail stores, yes. <laughs> so that we actually changed the system when I was in there, and I'm I'm curious if they're still doing it this way, uh, Derek. the The way it used to work, because you're, when you're in our block, they they bring the food to our block first, and there's four blocks. So you bring the food to your block first, then you bring the food to the other blocks, and by the time you get back to our block, the food's cold. So I I mentioned this to the guy who's in charge of the you know inmate programs or whatever and suggested that they do it in the reverse way where we could have two extra trays on the last block that we do and then take those and walk back walk back to our block with our own you know hot meals because those would have just come off the line and it took a couple weeks but they actually did change the way the system worked and that's that started to happen. Are you still getting your meals at the end of the uh, uh, the deliveries? No, that would be awesome. Uh, I'll have to make the same recommendation. And since I have they about changed 10 it weeks back, change it back. Like yeah. he's out of here. Go back to the old, inefficient <laughs> system immediately. <laughs> oh yeah, man, there's no room for efficiency here. I mean, this is a government-run uh, agency, don't you know? Yeah, I got lucky when I was in there because I was in on contempt, so I wasn't technically sentenced because you can be let out at any time and blah, blah, blah. But I, I got to tell them when I, when I read that in the intake process, I was like, do not put me to work. I will refuse, and I do not want to sit and seg. And then I found out I, that only sentenced inmates get that luxury, if you call it that. But uh, Wow. So well, what are the, what I mean, it's, it's not terrible. It, it feels good to um, put myself to work sometimes, and I've I've had trouble going to bed so early. I think 11 p.m. is pretty early to be For going sure. to bed. So uh, it wears me out to work, and as as sick as it sounds, it I sort of enjoy it. Yeah, so. I'd rather have something to do than not. Me too. I you know, I had to get up at 5:30 in the morning to go to the kitchen most days. They do have a night shift, but usually I was on the full shift, which is an eight-hour uh, run, and it makes those eight hours go by quicker. There's no doubt about it all i can think of is people like bradley manning and you know there there are people who certainly have it much worse off for sure you know and there are people who are even unnamed who are being detained and tortured indefinitely so um you know i I, i'm blessed to to be in this jail and and be in the situation that i'm in even though it's not ideal 
Sure, and there's always shenanigans. Like, for instance, uh, you were telling me off of the uh, off the air that you tried to go into the law library, which sounds really big, right? No, it's just a computer. Uh, and you got on this computer. They had uninstalled Microsoft Word. They no longer are allowing inmates to have access to USB thumb drives. Because it used to be when I was in there, I'd go up to the, the desk with the COs in the cell block, ask to go into the law library. They'd hand me a flash drive. I'd go in, type up whatever motions for court I had to do save it on the flash drive, take the flash drive back to the COs, and they'd print out my motions for me. They'd print me multiple copies. It was no problem. Well, now they don't allow that anymore. No flash drives, no Microsoft Word. You can just go and look at the law library, and you have to copy down physically everything that you want to. So I called the warden today, uh, the superintendent, asking about this, and he said that the reason why it went away was because some prisoners were throwing a fit, basically, over the, the policy in that one prisoner, for instance, threatened to sue. Because when he brought the motions back to the COs, he was worried the mo- the COs were looking at his motions as they care deeply about that. <laughs> they were printing them out. So basically, Van Wickler, the superintendent, said, "Well, screw this," because another guy wanted to print like 180 pages of of legalese out of this uh, this law library. And so Van Wickler was just like, "Ah, screw it. You're just going to take it all no away." No more. Yeah. Instead of like uh, adding a process of like an envelope or just letting them mail something directly. Well, I suggested a, like a waiver. Like, you know, okay, how about like. I'm willing to, to sign a waiver. I don't care if a CO sees what my motion says. So well, let me have the that flash That may drive. not solve the problem because from what I hear from the inmates, I mean, that's, that's what the administrator of the jail says, but what the inmates tell me is that they filed en masse a bunch of grievances about some of the federal laws that this prison was breaking. For example, the one about uh, an open area, open air what has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. That sounds more like our intro- introduction. <laughs> I thought Lewis was good. 855-450-FREE. So to, I guess to better explain, since it kind of caught me off guard, uh, what was going on there in the first segment is we had some technical difficulties here in the studio uh, when GCN, our network, connected to us. Some, some, some wires had been crossed at the network studios. <laughs> And apparently they were sending to us audio for another show. GCN's a pretty big network. They've got four different feeds yeah. that they produce all at the same time. So I don't know if I don't mean if that means there's four live shows, but there could be. And there are at least a couple of different live shows. Another one is uh, this guy named Jason Lewis, who's essentially our competition. Uh, he used to be with Clear Channel, and I guess they dumped him. GCN picked him up, or something happened. Maybe GCN bought him out. I don't know. But anyway, so he's the guy that's running like simultaneously as we are on the network. So again, the wires were crossed, and we were hearing his introduction. I don't know. Maybe they were hearing us or something too. It could have been. We could have taken could, an extra advantage of it. Could have. I, but then again, our introduction isn't any sort of a you know self-touting uh, intro. It's just music. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah so it's not. <laughs> that's so typical of talk radio. Is this? Uh, you know, it's always the guy's name. The show name is always the guy's name. It's usually one older white guy, 
and it's it's just so typical. Some monolith like, and now telling you how the world is, right, Ray Lewis, it's with your political preacher. With one hand tied behind my back, the Jason Lewis Army. Thanks for tuning in tonight. They always have some name for uh, the group group of listeners. Yeah, and it's always, it's almost always militaristic. Yeah. The troops. Come on, log on to the website. You can be one of our troops. You know, this kind of thing. So. Well, Glenn Beck calls his listeners sick freaks. Sick, do they still call him that? Yeah, really? it's some old term. I don't know. I don't listen that much. So we've got Derek J on with us here. Uh, he's one of our co-hosts. Used to sit in your chair, a demo on Tuesday nights. Yeah, and, trying to fill the big shoes. Unfortunately, and he does have some big shoes. I mean, the guy is uh, really, really talented, and it's a shame that he's on the inside of a cage right now. But then again, it is the price that uh, tends to be paid for engaging in things like civil disobedience, which he certainly did do uh, last year with the open possession of cannabis in a local park. Uh, you threw a dance party, although that wasn't really intended to be civil disobedience. It kind of turned into it. Uh, certainly Whoops. was non-cooperation. And uh, you're back live from uh, from the Cheshire County Department of Corrections, spiritual also retreat. known as the Keen Spiritual hey. Retreat. Yes, it's good to be back with you. Yes, sir. So I have no idea what we were discussing. I've been all over the place with these uh, technical uh, difficulties here. Well, we were sort of talking about before uh, what landed me in here, but I, I'd love to share with the listeners what's coming up for the, the next year to follow. I mean, it stinks that I, I have to serve jail time, but after it, it's going to be really exciting. Well, like right. Tell you yeah. why. You've got a huge okay. plan when, you, uh, when you're getting out. Go ahead. Yeah, so, well, the, the basic idea is that now that I've dedicated the last year of my life to shining a, a spotlight on how agents of the state use uh, violence and threats of violence against totally peaceful people like me and the others in here, I'm dedicated the next year to shining a spotlight on individuals who are building the solution to the problem of organized coercion, which is, in my mind, uh, in building networks of independent uh, individuals. Just uh, So I'll be touring the continent with my video camera and reporting daily on the men and women who are building a freer future. So I'll cover it all from, like, chicken coops to independent, unregulated cell phone towers. Which I think is, sounds pretty exciting. Um, so wait, are these things that you've already you've heard you already heard from people on that yeah, you know? I've, I've already yeah, I've already heard. You know, people uh, doing chicken coops is a pretty common idea. But I was really excited to hear about one guy in our uh, native New Hampshire who is building an independent cell phone tower. And I would love to tell people about how he's doing it and how they can do the wow. same thing. That's exciting. Sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah so you plan so, to do all across the country anywhere you can find and through your website, Live for Your Dance. Exactly. Uh, people will be able to follow it on livefreerdance.com. Uh, I'll also be blogging to freekane.com, but um, the travels are going to be blogged at uh, livefreerdance.com. So to achieve this goal of highlighting all of this exciting activism happening around the continent, I'm going to be holding a fundraiser, which is already begun. Uh, folks can find it at freekane.com and also victimlessensfree.com. And that money will go to my traveling expenses, but uh, to raise money for, uh, like, eating and such, I'll be selling advertising space in the videos. So if you have a product or something you'd like to promote, that's, that's where you can plug it in. Uh, I'll be producing those videos daily. But I'm, I'm just very excited to meet the innovative activists around the continent who are working to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Have you uh, chosen? More. Have you chosen your mode of transportation yet? Because, you know, being a guy who's been on the RV for a little while, mm-hmm. I know that was pretty fun, but... I always wondered what like buses, train stations would be like. I always thought you might meet some interesting folks in those areas as well. Interesting's uh, a pleasant word. There's yeah. no doubt well, I'll be taking, but 
you know, um, mostly buses, but the uh, goal for me is to take as many agorist cabs as possible. And if people aren't already an agorist cab, I'm going to see how many people I can inspire to become an agorist cab, at least for that one trip. Well, there is you know, already... just, by, just by offering some money. Yeah, there is already like a thing on Craigslist one time when Pete and I were coming out west, he was, or actually was coming out this way, and uh, he went on Craigslist and said, hey, I'm heading this way, and we need a ride, and you can help subsidize things, so maybe you could always find folks uh, of a similar way, and essentially, like you said, yeah, Agris. I think it would be way more interesting that way, and plus, it's it's going to be easier to you know live stream some video from somebody's car rather than from a bus. I think it'll be more interesting footage, and I'll get to uh, you know meet another uh, interesting activist. Heck yeah, Pete and I always try to pick up as many uh, and Jason as well in Motorhome Diaries as many hitchhikers as possible. So hopefully, some folks with some RVs will pay that forward and snatch you up if they see you. Yeah, plus if they've got a mode of transportation, they're one step closer to being able to move themselves to the Shire because, you know, it thinks that I'm going to be leaving. I really love the Shire. I've been inspired by the people here, and I've been forever changed by my experiences. So I want to encourage others to join the community of peace and freedom-loving individuals. Well, who are uh, it's not like you're leaving forever. It's not like you're leaving forever. You're going to come no, back just afterwards. just one year. Right. Yeah, just it's it's one year, and just to fill in the listeners, it's a self-imposed exile because if I am convicted of another crime within the next year, I'll face eight hundred more days in jail. Eight hundred? I thought it was five hundred and forty. Right, and then there's an RSA in New Hampshire where if I violate the uh, terms of the plea agreement, they can add another year. Oh, so it would gosh. be eight. It would be eight hundred days in jail if Wait, I violate. So there's like a, it's like the fine print. If you vi- <laughs> if you make a plea deal and you violate it, we add on another year. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard so, of that. And, that is and they insane. Made, they made sure I was aware of that. Um, God. For, uh, yeah, uh, Brad, uh, you know, Brad Jardis, uh, former law enforcement uh, turned liberty activist uh, lawyer. Uh, you know, he's not, not of the Bar Association, but he made me aware of that law, that they can add another 365 days. You really so, need to publicize that, because that, that's a great reason not to take any plea deals. I mean, they're wow. attacking another, I mean, in Derek's case, he's facing nine and a half years or something like that. But, you know, on any other small case, like, why, why take a plea deal for, like, two months on something? Yeah, def- definitely uh, people need to know that uh, violating those terms would uh, really be against them, <laughs> not in their interest. So I, I uh, am not looking forward to 800 more days in jail, so I'm going to self-impose an exile by leaving uh, the Shire for a short amount of time, just one year. Right, you can't get a- back. They can't arrest you if you're not in the state, so... You know, you're better off just, uh, you know, going someplace else, doing some stuff, and then coming back. Derek J., uh, exactly. anything else you feel like you need to update us about? That is it. It's just great to be with you guys. I'll talk to you again well, hang, soon. Hang on the line. We'll pick you up during the, uh, in a moment here, so stick with me here. I'll be right with you. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. There's more coming up. You can, of course, take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Don't forget, Derek J.'s, uh, you can link to him at victimlesscrimespree.com and help fund his tour. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453. You can dial in and bring up whatever's on your mind, 855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Mobile site, you can go to m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. On your smartphone, get quick access to our live streams the broadband, midband, and narrowband versions, so different size uh, bit rates for different internet connection speeds, over at m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver for all kinds of different reasons, whether it's just a straight investment, hoping to get to you know, a higher return on a lower investment, uh, barter currency, or a hedge against inflation, whatever the reason you think might be a good idea to get gold and silver in your hands, we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very great rates on hand-picked gold and silver pieces. You can go see them at gold.freetalklive.com. It's gold.freetalklive.com. And when you purchase gold there, not only are you going to get some really great rates and be able to possess the metals that you purchase, but you're helping Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Coming up, Mark, you're going to tell us about some police uh, nonsense, like specifically stealing a bunch of cash from a guy. We'll give you the details on that. But first, Jeremy is on the line listening in Philadelphia. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Ademo and Mark. Hey, um, I uh, had been listening to the show uh, the last few weeks, and um, there's been a couple callers and a couple couple conversations that have really kind of made me question my beliefs and what I think. Specifically, when I've heard callers, when I've uh, when I've heard you guys talk about immigration and borders, and and um, I know you had recommended a book to read for people that are kind of new to this way of thinking, but I just had some questions about this type of liberty culture or society or not necessarily government, but this liberty movement that, uh, you know, that you guys are working towards with the Free State Project. Like, how how does a liberty society protect itself? Like, assuming we got to that level where, you know, there were no arbitrary borders and free people traveled and there was no necessarily governments oppressing people and there was this individual liberty, like how does it sustain itself? How does it preserve itself? How does it protect itself? Because what would stop people, the strong men, from banding together, starting to control uh, 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 other people and building up a corrupt because you can trick people into giving up their rights, and a lot of people would prefer to remain ignorant because they say that in a lot of cases, like 1% of people are leaders, or it was 5% of people that started the revolution. Like, liberty dies out so quickly. Like, assuming you got up to that really free point, what's to stop it from going back into decline or forgetting? Or, I just don't. Uh, uh, it'd be great if we could get uh, to that, but what 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 is going to protect it? And then I get what you're saying. Oh, we definitely don't have time for two at the moment. That was a big long one. Okay. So I'd like I'll, to ask him. Thought. I'd like to ask him what would you do to protect your own property and and things and you know what would you do oh, to to protect um, yourself? How would you ensure liberty in your life? You know, I mean, for me, I would you know take responsibility to like secure my house, my property, and make sure that my family was versed in maybe protecting themselves or having like locking doors, camera systems, how to like hold people accountable, how to, you know, self-defense, right. How to recognize when someone's trying to rip you off, et cetera. But maybe you want to hire a company to do some of that stuff for you too, right? So there could be uh, competing protection agencies out there offering varieties of levels of service, everything from full on 24 seven bodyguards. Let him answer question though. I mean, he's asked a question. Sir. Hello. Jeremy. Well, yeah. Um, how would you protect I, but, yourself? 
but like if if it's based in an individual way, like if there was some type of threat to this liberty thing, how could you unify people if people were what kind a of lot threat? Of people are like, well, I don't agree to this violence, and I'm going to stand by. The, like, how could you how could you get people to fight for preserving liberty? What, if what you sort would of threat? Twenty different people with twenty different opinions. We're obviously in what if land. So, what sort of threat are we talking about here? Well, I mean, what if you had, what if you had situations come up where people wanted to say you had someone that wanted to have followers and take over, try to take a land from that people own from like what if you had okay, like a violent takeover dictator try to rise up gotcha. okay so we're in the, the the magic land of libertopia where um, you know at this point everybody's got total liberty right <laughs> and choices. and some guy uh, we're going to we're going to call him evil bill gates he uh, puts together uh, you know a small you know cadre of, of people maybe 10% of the population crack mercenaries who can oh, you well, know he's got those too yeah. and um, you know he says you guys are now under my control. And one the one thing that he doesn't have is he doesn't have somewhere between 5 and 10,000 years worth of continuity behind him. Because You mean legitimacy? Well, I, I, let's call it continuity. Okay. The fact is that somebody has said my butt is in control and I'll kill you if you don't agree with it for, for the last 10,000 years. At least at some place on earth. I mean, certainly we're talking about with globalization, you know, there's the, you know, governments have been in different, they've looked different ways in different places, but people are used to being ruled. The way that you could, you could circumvent the king with a democracy was you said, okay, well now everybody's opinion is the king. But once you, you know, you really couldn't say, look, you're in charge of your own life because, you know, they say that won't work. But I, I think that the problem is that the strong man that might, uh, you know, propose to usurp control from within this free state uh, that you're referring to is that there's no continuity. These people are going to be like, what? They're starting gonna, from zero. Right, I, I've been able to pick who picks up my trash for the last you know, for my whole life, and now you're going to tell me who's going to pick up my trash or who's going to provide me with water. You're going to tell me all these things. I just right. imagine that people that have been free in, in a certain area, they're probably not going to put together now, but put up with it. But if you can threaten them from the outside, this is how states have always worked, is it's the threat from the outside that is really able to draw people together in fear, huddle huddle around the fire from the, you know, the stuff out in the dark that they don't know about. I think that would be the bigger concern. But either way, the solution's still the same, right? People would band together as they saw fit to defend their homes, defend their families, defend their, uh, their property. So this evil Bill Gates or evil Bill Gates, you know, from the outside world, you know, some Mexican billionaire. E- evil. Uh, Ivan Gates, right? Uh, you know, they, whoever it is that's trying to take physically a territory from these people is going to be up against some opposition, unless people like the idea of being ruled by Bill Gates. In which case, you know, they're likely going to fight fight back, and so immediately Gates is going to start taking losses. I mean, his uh, people are going to die, and uh, you know, eventually he's going to run out of money. Yeah, wealth because, isn't going to be able to buy him what he's going to need, right? And so it doesn't matter how wealthy he has. War is profitable unless you can rob from your citizens in order well, to right. perpetrate the war so that then you can keep the spoils.
Bill Gates can't print money because if all of a sudden Bill Gates tries to start buying uh, military equipment with Bill Gates dollars, then you know they ain't going to work. They're not going to work. It's not going to be valuable at all in the marketplace. And so, of course, the question is how many people will sell him the equipment as well, knowing what he's doing. In addition, somebody will. How many? Sell somebody you. will. But uh, you know, also, how many people are going to be willing to start working for Bill Gates as killers, paid killers, if they know that some of his paid killers are getting killed off? He's right. going to have to start paying more. Then that's another uh, problem. People. Once you've eliminated the flag, you've eliminated that tear that runs down one's um, eye. Yeah, everyone's a mercenary for Bill. When one puts a uh, hand over their heart and talks about all the founding fathers, once you've eliminated that flag, because the flag or the uh, uh, you know whatever the you know that that thing is that they've held aloft, the banner, whatever, in right. f- for soldiers to fight for, has always been extraordinarily powerful. Once they don't have that anymore, right? Without the nationalism, the self-preservation and economic aspects aspects are overbearing to the individual. You can't financially support to cause wars and, and be mischievous, murderous, and vindictive. And so, the support wouldn't happen to you. And, you know, that's what I like to say, too, is with, with the government out of the way, you'd probably have less reasons. You know, you could do ample security, self-defense, a little home security and surveillance, and probably be better off. You'd probably be more protected today because of the government. And I'd like to say the state out of the way. Well, they And Gates is going to be up against, uh, the evil invader is going to be up against not only individuals protecting themselves in their households, but also private companies that have been hired to protect, you know, businesses and to protect neighborhoods, for instance. Yeah. I mean, these guys are invested; they they're under contract, and uh, they're going to come to the defense against whoever this invading horde is. It's a very expensive proposition to do what you're suggesting here, and very unlikely to come about in uh, in such a scenario. So I'll let you respond to that in a moment here, Jeremy. Hang on, we'll bring you back. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. You can take control of the airwaves free talk live are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear manventureoutpost.com carries knives ammunition scopes binoculars laser sights fish finders and boating equipment from manufacturers like aimpoint bushnell otterbox crimson trace k-bar remington streamlight winchester and more manventureoutpost.com family owned and members of the better business bureau prices so low some can't be advertised get an additional five percent off with coupon code ftl get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number here is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The webcam's there. You can watch, listen, and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can do all that from there. And, of course, you can do it completely free over at cam.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. So freedomsphoenix.com. So we'll continue with you and your thoughts. Jeremy is listening in Philly with some good questions. Says he's been questioning uh, some beliefs, 
had an, uh, you know some questions for us regarding the theoretical liberty-oriented society. Questions that anybody who's ever looked at these ideas uh, yeah. asked themselves, you know, what in the world do I want to be, you know, what do I want to be somebody who advocates something moral for if it doesn't work? Well, sure. And also, there's it's just one of those questions that comes up. I mean, when you start talking about getting rid of the monopoly on violence that uh, people call the state, these men and women who... You know, they believe they should be able to control everybody out there, get rid of that idea. Then we have a true free marketplace in all manner of things, including protection services. And it can be it can be hard to really envision what that could look like. And I don't think that we can do an, an appropriate job of it. We can we can throw out some ideas, but ultimately we don't know what the uh, the future. Yeah, of protection the real answer like. is is that there are is an infinite number of choices. The the freedom to choose how you want to spend your life, money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, if you have all the choices in the world, then you are free. So there's a, you know, a couple of questions here that Jeremy was asking, and I wanted to bring him back on to respond. Essentially, uh, you'd asked about free market protection, and we pointed out that you know, in the case of a, an internal invader or an inter- internal individual like Bill Gates trying to take over, it'd be very difficult from a monetary perspective as it would become increasingly expensive for him uh, because he'd be up against all manner of people defending themselves uh, and their And cost him anything good that he's built. So he's probably assumed this wealth and or position of power by doing honest business. And exactly. so he would jeopardize all this as well. Yeah, so he'd be throwing away everything that he'd ever created right. in order to do that. And uh, and then, of course, there's also the invader from the outside who could be state-funded, who could you know be funded by the printing press, therefore possibly uh, you know engage in a longer assault. However, those folks wouldn't be able to take over any military installations because there would be no more governmental centralized military. There might be individual defense companies with whatever defenses that they put up. Uh, but again, they'd be up against some professionals whose job it would be to defend uh, and who would be competing for people's contracts. So it wouldn't be like the military who's only defending military targets and government targets, which is, by the way, what they would do if this country were actually attacked. They wouldn't give a damn about your neighborhood versus some company. Company that's that's contracted to protect you and your business and, and your house. So go ahead, Jeremy, with uh, with your thoughts. Well, uh, liberty is such a it, it's such a it's, it's not an easy thing to uh, to achieve or sustain. Like you have to be informed, you have to stand up for yourself, you have to pay attention to other people, you have to constantly advocate for it. Like once once you would achieve this liberty society, I could understand contracts with private companies and the state being disassembled and people uh, like uh, I could understand that but I'm thinking what would stop that old human nature from creeping back up where people want to stay they want to be taken care of they want to be told to do because it's a lot easier to sit back and be told what to do than it is to be a leader and go out and do and mm-hmm. it, and like a lot of people like what what would stop things from sliding back into a lazy uninformed uh, like I, I just what has stopped the the United States from slipping back into an autocracy? I mean, you know, it's been two hundred and something years. We don't have a king again. Uh, somehow or another, the the you know the lazy, uninformed people in the United States, and I don't disagree. Um, I, you know, frankly, all around the world, people I wouldn't call them lazy or uninformed. They're uninformed, but it's because they have things to do. It's not that they're lazy; they have other things to do rather than pay pay attention to whoever's in whatever capital doing whatever mm-hmm. it is that they're doing. But they, uh, you know, the, I think that once people have a certain level of freedom, I'll admit there are surreptitious ways that folks can 
attempt to rob you of your freedom, but they would have to be really slick to be able to rob everybody. And remember, these given geographic areas don't have the control of a central organizing city like Washington, D.C., um, And when you're talking about Libertopia. So they'd have to start their state. Again, we're, to get to where we're talking about this, Libertopia right. is a huge issue. They This happened for a f- couple of years in Pennsylvania in the, eight, in the 1680s. Uh, William Penn bought or got Pennsylvania as a uh, you know a, debt from the king, a debt from the king because to his de- to his dad, and he sent the Quakers on over there, and he said, you know, I'll just have me a little Quaker kingdom, and the Quakers will pay me quit rents, and it'll be awesome. And th- but the problem is, he didn't count on. Quakers, who are people who didn't see that they saw a centralized authority that wasn't God to be immoral, and they chose not to pay these quit rents, and they chose not to respect the authority. And there was one heck of a time in the the 17th century when they didn't have the internet, and people were you know spread out all over the place trying to implement uh, you know this kind of autocracy j- just when it slipped away for a few years. And you're saying they couldn't do it? Well, they they well obviously they did. Uh, they were successful. I mean, take a look, Pennsylvania, not free, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, at some they had a very difficult time. They you know one you know William Penn hired a a Calvinist to come in and rule over them. That went real well, uh, just because he was so frustrated. These people aren't paying me money. They're supposed to be my subjects. This is my Quaker kingdom. I'm the Quaker king. So why would it be any different today, Mark? Why wouldn't that just happen again? Why would they not be able to implement? Yeah, because there was no there, there would at that point, I would assume, be no uh, mandate at all for a leader. I mean, Penn could rightfully claim to be the Lord of Pennsylvania. He did own it. Who would own it at that point? Uh, so there wouldn't be this mandate. And, you know, secondarily, people would be able to communicate with each other more. And if you obviously we're not we're talking about the some Libertopia, he's he's referring to some Libertopia that has some level of establishment. I think that if it went on for decades, that you'd have a very difficult time undermining it from the inside. My concern would be a coalition of nations or a powerful nation from the outside saying we're going to conquer this land. That's what my concern would be. Well, I think we have a perfect example of that going on right now. I mean, the United States is the most powerful military in the world, and it's been fighting this third world country for over a decade. Well, right, they, Afghanistan. Right, and Afghanistan. And so they've seemed to have done very well at getting rid of the government. So they've bombed all their buildings and they've taken all their stuff. But now they have this insurgent problem, which is just translation for people we keep pissing off that live in the area that we're trying to control and take taxes. Well, so. I'm not contro- trying to control anybody. You mean the federal exactly. government the federal is trying government. to control I'm them. I'm speaking yeah. as them. I mean, right. And as you point out, they're third, wor- you know, third world, not exactly the, the richest place at all, Afghanistan. Yet they're so, able to hold off this military, this most rich, most well-funded, uh, well-equipped military in the entire world. Of course, uh, Afghanistan ended up destroying the Soviet Union, and it may end up destroying the United States at some point. Yeah, that, that, that's a really good point. Uh, one more question, though, before I go. Um, I do listen to a lot of other radio hosts, and I heard one host, because I know with the issue of borders and stuff like that, a lot of people, and I kind of have a hard time um Ian, when I hear you talk about there was one car that said, oh, a nation without borders ceases to be a nation. And when I heard you respond to that, I was really listening to what you had to say, but a lot of me was trying to push back, and I just had to, I was confused. But there was one talk show host who compared nation states or countries to watertight bulkheads in submarines and said that, well, if you just opened all the doors up and all the, wall, all the water started rushing in, the entire thing would sink. And I guess it was a... It, it was an analogy to 
if you just completely had no borders at all and there was no countries and there was one giant threat that rose up, say, like a Hitler, well, instead of having to conquer all these countries, it would just get control of the entire world. Wow, I don't know how these people. I don't know how these people think. I mean, Hitler couldn't have possibly have controlled the entire world. He would have ran out of troops. Hitler took over France by conquering Paris. Um, Hitler didn't take over France by going to every Frenchman's house, pointing a gun at them, and said, "You, you, you will now obey the Führer," because this is impossible, right? It's impossible to to threaten everybody when they're that you go and you take the centralized areas, and that's that's how one wins. The reason Hitler didn't take Russia is he couldn't take moscow and he tried you know i mean he, he gave it his all and they, he, he also didn't failed. go after switzerland either because it was called the little little porcupine because everybody there's armed and he was just him and his advisors decided yeah it's just not worth it yeah, well, forget it a lot of the people in russia thought that the you know the the nazis were coming to free them oh great Wait, you know this will <laughs> be better than stalin Psych. and uh that didn't that didn't go very well the idea that uh you know nations borders are like uh bulkheads and submarines i don't know where he gets that where's the historical uh, analysis for right. this and looking at history too governments just get smaller and smaller and smaller oh yeah no know? governments keep, grow get- um but you know the, the fact is borders have always been poor Let's talk more about borders in moments here. Jeremy, thanks for the call and the questions. Appreciate it. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free, num- uh, toll-free number here. You can take control of the airwaves. 1-855-450-3733. Hour number two is next. It's Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends, you like Free Talk Live, like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind as we launch here into the second hour of the program. The number is toll-free, as always, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Ademo. And Mark. Ademo's joining us courtesy of copblock.org. You can go over to copblock.org and experience all manner of different cop blocking. And what does that mean? Cop blocking? Well, I don't know. It was a term I started up. You know, there's a term back out there when your boys were out, you know, blocking you from the women so we kind of adapted that term to cop blocking mm-hmm. i won't say it here on the radio but yeah the website it's uh decentralized user-friendly forums ways to interact with other folks submit posts and uh, become what's the active. purpose of, of copblock.org well the purpose is to hold police accountable to share uh individuals have individuals share their experiences and tactics into uh getting police accountability so it's a decentralized a website for folks to communicate with one another. And a lot of it revolves around, uh, you'll also you'll have blog posts and stories about police abuse and, and things like that, but a lot of uh, the cop blocking aspect revolves around holding them accountable with video cameras. Absolutely, yeah, the, the camera is the, you know, as Judge Napolitano calls it, the new gun for activists, so therefore uh, we focus a lot on using that tool to get accountability. It's an important tool. It's, one, it's a tool that has kept you uh, out of prison. At yes, probably twice now, but yeah, yeah uh, definitely in Massachusetts on wiretapping. So 
So if you're going to do activism, learn about copblock.org and some of the suggestions and tips and stuff that they're doing over there because it's it's great it's great work. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm a lot of folks, and we really appreciate everyone who's around. Yeah, I'm proud to be affiliated with it. Copblock.org, as we continue here, we're going to uh, continue with your calls, but I wanted to address Jeremy's question from last hour. For those of you just tuning in, he'd called to ask about borders and nations and uh, said that it's like, the what was it, the hub, well, sol- hull of a submarine or something? It wasn't his claim. It was the claim of a, he was just quoting some talk show host right. out there, the claim that... But I think uh, he, he liked the, the way that sounded. Borders, I don't know that he did. He okay. was just, uh, borders were like the, the bulkheads of submarines. If you allowed them to become impenetrable, obviously everybody dies. But the, the historic, give me the historical example prior to, say, the Nazis, where borders were enforced really heavily. I mean, in the, in the last hundred years, I mean, there's certainly nation states have existed much longer than the last hundred years, but their their borders have been quite porous to immigration. Obviously, to invading armies, they're, they're not porous anymore, or even, you know... But this country, for a long time, you could just come here. It was no problem. Sure. I mean, the first the first anti-immigrant law wasn't passed till the 1880s and the Yellow Man Acts um, that... Uh, right. Went, so the idea being that if those things didn't exist, if those immigration procedures and all that didn't exist, that all of a sudden, the, the whole whole world would come to one place and it would flood a flood in here and it would turn into you know some third world's cesspool which just like you're, you're pointing out there's no evidence for it whatsoever besides if there were no more because his, his question was if there were no more borders no more nations no more of these ideas uh then anybody well, could go anywhere they wanted to and people want to go to different places for different reasons i so. disagree uh, i disagree with what your your estimation is the fact is um yeah there'd be all kinds of problems if you took a free nation and then just opened up its borders for everybody to come in all at once because you would have this mass influx because the free the, the free nation which didn't have free borders well, his question was about if all the the borders went away okay that's true right so but, if all the borders went away if the idea of nations went away because it's just an idea nations don't exist it's just something you created in your mind to separate well, you from other, from other human beings and so if those ideas went away, if all of a sudden the idea of national borders disappeared, you'd just have contiguous land masses and uh, people would be able to go from point A to point B and it'd be no big deal. I think the big issue and, and one of the things he's missing primarily in this conversation, so if there's a border, there is no big deal. All the border actually says is what political government or whatever gets to oppress you. Which or, gang is yeah, ruling get, the territory. Gets to tax you and extort you for whatever means and rules. The problem with immigration, as this caller is probably putting it, is with the welfare, the carrot, on why people are coming here. Because a nation, whether it has borders or not, if people are crossing these you know, arbitrary lines in the sand for whatever reason, um, with government, very maybe uh, less desired individuals probably cross first because and foremost because of the welfare. They're looking for handouts. They want to live, do whatever. And, and you know that's the incentive. Without it, with the, without the government... The people who leave other areas are the brightest, smartest, the ones looking to be hardworking, entrepreneurial. Or just looking to escape tyranny and have a better life for themselves. So let's go back to a reality, a more realistic situation. Because it's very unrealistic that tomorrow everyone in the world's going to wake up and forget about the idea of nations. Uh, but what might be a possibility is if, let's say, you know, New Hampshire secedes from uh, the U.S. because of all the people coming here, freestateproject.org for, for the Free State Project. Uh, let's say New Hampshire secedes, becomes its own nation. But then eventually the people here decide you know what, we're going to open up these uh, these borders and let anybody who wants to uh, come here. Then, great, there's plenty of room for uh, for people. And certainly if it was the U.S., well, then there'd be even more room for uh, for all kinds of people coming here. And there's if there's no welfare problem, program, though. it's the right people. Okay, so if, if New Hampshire gets free 
and then keeps yeah. its borders closed, it's going to get very wealthy very quickly because all, it's the government regulation and taxes, the inefficiencies in the market that cause uh, nations to you know deal deal with all of the business cycle. Borders... And stuff. Wait a second for me. Well, Just no, I disagree me... with something you've said that it's going to necessarily get wealthy you... really quickly if it's locking down its borders and not letting anyone come and That's go. That's what you said. You said that first New Hampshire gets free and then it opens its borders. That's what you said. I'm only taking the scenario. I'm not that talking you about used. locking down any borders okay. at any point. I mean, like one day, the next day. Right. Okay. So if you, <laughs> so if you have a relatively free nation, a free economy, and then that nation maintains borders, and then those borders go away in a scenario where you say, well, this is immoral. We shouldn't. We free people should be able to cross free borders freely. You're definitely going to get an influx of people. Great. Uh, Come of, on in. People who want to experience. Uh, more freedom in their lives, especially in the area of, of economic freedom, because it's prosperity that moves people. Um, Which makes us even more place. prosperous when more people Likely come here true. with new ideas. But and... let's look into the future, what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the nations that are immediately adjacent are going to see a, a huge uh, you know, uh, emigration of people leaving their Well, they their better country. get free then. Right. And that's what's going to happen, is the people are going to say, well, you know, how do they do it? And they're going to mimic and mirror. And that's then the idea, isn't as it? As they do that they're going to you're going to see more freedom in those places and right. the uh, the economies will balance out more so maybe i think you right. guys are saying what maybe i'll say in, in a combined ian and mark thing if tomorrow morning everyone wakes up in new hampshire is free the border quote unquote is only going to be protected by those on the other side not on the new hampshire side right. unless the property owner which bears a border decides to control it so People will be coming into this freer land, but they're going to be stopped not by the free side, but by the oppressive side. The and Massachusetts then, border. Exactly, or Vermont whatever. Border. And once that once they can't take that any longer, the people won't actually have to move. The border will just move. You know, you know, we're free now. The people on the border are like, why would I be a roofer or whatever trade on the oppressive side at a higher rate with the extortion when I could just cross the street? And when they realize that crossing the street is impossible because of the oppression, they will just stay where they are and stop fighting it and just move the line on its own. It'll just keep going. Right. And I like what you said, Mark, where, you know, the more freedom that one place has, the more immigration will the, the other countries will be experiencing. They'll realize the loss is happening and hopefully get more free as a result. People will see what's going on in New Hampshire or wherever that free place is. And they'll say, wow, I really want that for myself, but I don't really want to move to New Hampshire. It's cold up there. And then maybe they'll do something for freedom where they are. And hopefully freedom will spread around the world because of the example that we could uh, that we could set here. But the, the real key to the question initially is to, to get rid of the idea of nation. Uh, is to just eliminate that concept from your mind because all they are, it's just a false concept designed to separate you from other human beings, to make you think that you're better. Because this is the story that the people are told in this country. Oh, you were born in the United States, so you're lucky better you. than the rest of the I world. I think you're luckier. <laughs> I think you're luckier than a lot of people around the world. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're better nope. than those people around the world. But if you're luckier and you're prosperous, you want to protect your prosperity from other people, is often what people say. And it makes perfectly good sense. I mean, if, you, if you're a carpenter and there are a bunch of carpenters that that are prevented from entering the marketplace that's going to benefit you because it increases it decreases supply of carpenters and thereby and demand tends to stay the same. Well this or, is one of the reasons why people are advocating for protectionism like having borders sure. and restrictions. I'd love but they're it. cutting off their own nose to spite their face because what they don't see is that every other industry that carpenter he gets nails from somewhere, he gets wood from somewhere, sure. he gets, you know, all these products from somewhere and he likes competition in those industries because they keep his costs down so he can make a, you know, a better profit margin on the stuff that he's doing. But if everybody's got 
got total control over the marketplace. Then there's only one nail seller. Then there's only one you know board mm-hmm. manufacturer. And all of a sudden, prices skyrocket. And then, before you know it, your carpentry business might actually go under. So you've got to have freedom for everybody, which means you have to open yourself up to competition. If you want freedom for yourself in one area, you have to allow others to be free as well. Otherwise, it's not going to work. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Talk Live. You may bring up anything you want. So, toll-free number for you, 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And a lot of our features uh, are there, and they're all completely free. One of them is uh, the BBS. You can go to bbs.freetalklive.com, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And that's also a place where we'll post show prep. So some of the things we'll talk about on the air, we will talk about, uh, or you can find those links there. Once again, bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, if you run a website or a blog and you've been looking to add a forum to your site... If you haven't been looking to add a forum, you might consider adding a forum. That's a good point, uh, because plainboards.com makes it easy and planeboards, not only do they offer free-to-use message boards, but they're also anonymous. Uh, so they're not going to compromise the privacy of your users. Why wouldn't you want to add a message board to your website that was free? Right. And it's not hard to do at all. There's no installation necessary, and you don't even have to log in to do it. You can go within seconds and create your own anonymous message board over at planeboards.com. That's plain as in P-L-A-I-N, planeboards.com. 855-450-FREE. Let's go to the phones to your calls. ICE 2020 calling from Charlotte. ICE, you're on Free Talk Live in North Carolina. ICE? ICE in North Carolina going once. ICE in North Carolina going twice. All right, tell you what, I'm going to put ICE back on hold. Maybe he's in a bad cell. We'll uh, try him back here shortly. Let's go to Viper listening somewhere on the internet. Viper, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. Hey, Viper, go ahead with your thoughts. Um, uh, I had a thought about what y'all were talking about, but I forgot what the heck it was. That's why notes come <laughs> in handy when you're calling talk radio. It can be it can be difficult. Well, it, 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 borders. I had maybe? what I wanted to talk about, and you know, I, I thought I would add a comment about what you were talking about, take control, blah blah blah. But um, uh, what I want to say is, uh, you know, Ron Paul people, you know, don't give up. Ron Paul people don't give up. Okay. What, was there an announcement or something? or how I should? What? Yeah, the Ron Paul campaign has suspended campaigning, but not no, its search no, for delegates. No. 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 The well, Ron what Paul has happened? The campaign has decided not to spend money trying to win primaries in California and Texas. Right. Where they would have to spend A lot tens of, money. of millions of dollars to win primaries that they wouldn't win anyway. 
That's all they did. Well, so there was an announcement. Announced. There was an announcement, and um, you know, I mean, it, it gave certainly that impression. Well, that's because MSNBC and CNN. I read it from his. I read it from his. I, look, I, I oh, immediately ignore all that. It's right I, at the top of the damn Drudge Report. Ooh, woohoo! Ron Paul out. I, I I went right to the the Ron Paul 2012 uh, or was it uh, Daily Paul in order to check it out and you know it it was something very similar to that. So wait, you're saying you read the actual press release from the Ron Paul campaign? Yeah, I mean I don't know what the verbiage did, said exactly, but I've, I've, I, well, they can't afford to keep going. No, what it is is you know and uh, I've invested I've, I drive a lot to get to my job, so I listen to all this stuff. And I've heard from Doug Weed, who is really awesome, and uh, from other people that are involved with the Ron Paul campaign. And all they said was, they're not going to go chasing these beauty contests anymore. Right. And, you know, it's exactly the same thing they said back at Florida. But now So what they're the, going to do is they're going to spend money on trying to win delegates. Is that right? That is true. So, but, um, I mean, the, essentially the campaign said that it doesn't look like they're going to be able to secure enough delegates in order to prevent Romney from winning. Isn't is that, that what correct? They said? No, that's not correct. All right. Well, okay. Then th- no my understanding, my understanding of what's going on and your understanding must be different. That's what it sounds like. Have you ever, have you watched any of the Ben Swan reality check videos? Yep. You watched them all? I okay. don't know that I've watched every single one of them. I watched the most recent one on so, delegates. So you're saying don't give up. Mark's misinformed. Uh, apparently, you yeah. know, they can still yeah, win this much. thing. You think they can still yeah, win this? Much. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Thanks I want for the call, Paul I pre- to win. Appreciate it, man. I just, I, you know, I mean, I don't think their delegate strategy is going to. I Haven't think they won like 10 states? They, they've done like gra- the, the delegate strategy is awesome, so but I don't not, think it's going to no be good? enough against the super delegates that the RNC has. It all makes my head spin. Delegates, yeah, it's, it's hard to follow. I yeah, mean, Ron primaries. Paul has to get seventy-five percent of the delegates, to my estimation, in order to beat the game. Seventy-five percent of the ones that are available. You mean all of them? How? Oh, I thought you have to have like the like a, a majority of them. If the, if Ron Paul got one more than the majority of the delegates, the RNC would 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 screw him out of the the nomination. Just because of some, he has to he has to win by a mile in order to win. Because of some sort of rule or no? Because he's Ron Paul, and you know he's a libertarian, and the RNC doesn't want they want big government fascists. So so there's no there's no set of rules. They can just do whatever they want. Is what you're saying? They've got five, as I understand, like five hundred and something delegates that have that have yet to be. They don't get applied until they decide to apply them. Wonderful, convenient, yeah, for them. Do whatever they want. It's all smoke and mirrors. I mean, I want Ron Paul to win. Believe me. I want the delegate strategy to work. I think every delegate is valuable. I think Ron Paul being able to speak at the convention is valuable. I think that the people getting getting involved in their state politics uh, in, on the Republican part side, or for, for that matter, the Democrat side, is valuable. I think these things are valuable. I'm just... I Please... Don't hold your breath and imagine that Ron Paul is going to be the next president of the United States and that you put all your eggs in that basket. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I want him to be. I would really like that to be the case. It just doesn't seem like that's what's going to occur to me. I think that's important to keep in mind is that, you know, maybe the the odds sound like they are against it as far as Ron Paul possibly winning. Maybe there is some small chance that it uh, might end up panning out. But whether or not it, it does... You need to have something else planned because there's 
there's got to be a next step, right? Ron Paul isn't the beginning and the end of the liberty movement. For a lot of people, he's the very beginning. He is the first step into what is then a a very large world of liberty potential, you know, potential for liberty activism. And of course, uh, we I think we'd all like to encourage liberty-minded people to go to freestateproject.org and shiresociety.com and learn about the idea of moving together. Imagine getting, you know, those Ron Paul supporters all to the same place. Imagine what that could do. And all focused on something that is already, you know, or un- unneeded to be elected or funded and so on. You know, yeah, I'm, I don't get so much caught up. Ron Paul got me involved in this stuff as well, but I think I've long passed it. I'd, I'd be more interested instead of seeing or hearing what he's doing with his campaign to hear what he's going to do afterwards, because I know in 08, I think Campaign for Liberty was kind of a uh, kind of a mess up with all that funding that well, they gave to it from the. I thought that, too. But. You know, if 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 the campaign for liberty set up the run in 2012, and they've had this huge success with a delegate strategy, which might give him more delegates than Santorum would have had, might maybe then you can't really call it a failure. I mean, if, if imagine for a second if the Ron Paul campaign had been right that Gingrich and Santorum were going to drop out after, say, Florida when they got defeated, when they should have dropped out, um, and then he would have been the only candidate to stay in, then he would have been the anti-Romney vote. It's quite possible Ron Paul could have taken it. But Doesn't matter now. It, it may be that the RNC wanted Santorum and, and Gingrich to stay in for that reason. Who knows? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI tool for No Republicans going to win in 2012 if Ron Paul doesn't take it. But all those Democrats, or excuse me, all those Republicans that you were talking about, those dem- those delegates, could now vote for anyone they want, right? Those ones that were for Santorum don't have to vote for they Santorum could. anymore. We're coming up. This is Free Talk. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-453-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. We've got a lot of stuff including the archives going all the way back to late 2006. Download as many as you would like at your leisure and pay absolutely nothing over at freetalklive.com. In fact, our archives are now being hosted by a brand new location. It is SoundCloud, which is a pretty uh, pretty hip website. SoundCloud makes it really easy to embed audio on your favorite social networking service or your blog or wherever it is you want to put audio. You can take Free Talk Live's audio and share it easily with your friends. You can uh, still download as normal through freetalklive.com, but if you also go to our Sound, SoundCloud page at freetalklive, excuse me, at soundcloud.com slash freetalklive, all run together as one word, that's soundcloud.com slash freetalklive. That's where you can get to their uh, easy sharing buttons. We are going to be implementing that on our website at some point, and I'll let you know when that uh, trigger gets pulled. I know our, our tech team is working on that behind the scenes as we speak. So uh, for now, you can go to soundcloud.com slash freetalklive and access all of our archives directly there, and you can still get them through our website at freetalklive.com. 
All right, so uh, 855-450-FREE, that's the toll-free number. Let's talk to Ken listening in New York. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Ademo, and Mark. Hey, guys, how are you doing tonight? Hey, Ken, go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I guess I actually called in for a different question, but I had a comment on the last uh, caller you had. Sure. Uh, um, I guess, for me, people thinking that Ron Paul's going to get elected is a little short-sighted. And I think even from Ron Paul's point of view, that's the case. Uh, I think what he has done is introduced many more people into the liberty movement than probably anyone we've seen in the past hundred years. Yeah. I mean, here here you have this highly elected, uh, princi- relatively principled individual. I mean, he doesn't go far enough on some issues for me, but whatever. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's great. Uh, you know, he's managed to get elected 12 times, 13 times uh, to, you know, U.S. Off- national level office. And, you know, for some reason or another in the, camp- in the presidential campaign, he didn't have electability when he was the most elected person there. But whatever. I, I think that uh, that's absolutely true. He created a foundation upon which can be built. I hope that we built the we build the right stuff. And uh, I guess just as a side note as a commentary on that, I uh, recently went to the doctor's office and I was wearing a Carl Menger t-shirt and my doctor knew who Carl Menger was wow. and immediately told me Ron Paul was the only hope for the country <laughs> as he was coming from Greece and he said he left because of what he saw coming. Wow. And now he sees it happening here. And and now he's He's here practicing and hoping to retire here. So, but uh, a lot of people are question. in business right now, hoping to make it through. Uh, you know, and before whatever collapse might occur, hoping that they can get enough money put put aside so that they'll be ready for you know whatever might happen. And I, you know, I hope so too. Well, if you want to put something aside, I'd suggest uh, gold, silver, possibly bitcoins. You don't want to, you don't want to uh, keep it in U.S. dollars. Yeah, go to silver.freetalklive.com, and that's where you can go to get uh, silver and gold and have it delivered to your home, and then put it wherever it is that's safe. That's a good way to put things aside. But you said you were calling for a different reason, Ken? Yes, I, I guess my original point was it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately is uh, to me, freedom for the individual is the best it's the optimal condition. But uh, I don't know that it's necessarily true that incrementally working towards that is the best way to achieve it. Um, I think there might be a lot of pitfalls along the way that might be exploited uh, through situations of this partial regulation, and it's not an actual free market. Yep, it's true. It's probably um, you know we don't. I have we haven't got that question too often on the sh- in the history of the show, but I agree entirely that it's difficult to know whether or not an incremental or all at once approach is going to be most effective. But we can look historically that um, you know the all at one approach for liberty has been tried many times, and generally what happens is. Not more liberty, or at least not liberty. Yeah, and so the I can only. Could be, yeah, no, the argument can be made. I can only speculate that it would start probably rather slowly, but then as soon as you know it starts getting speed down a hill, that people, you know, it's the first thing to let go of is the hardest thing for me. It was uh, the war on drugs, which is still easier to let go because I was affected by it. But then the roads, the other things that some folks do hang up on, all Defense. went quicker because. I've already smashed down one wall, so it's it very quick. So maybe if that happened with me internally, I can only suspect that that might be the case for the society. On a larger scale. Yes. Certainly possible, right. especially if you start to see the benefits of liberty in certain areas. Maybe people will figure it out and apply it more consistently. I choose an incremental approach for two reasons. 
A, I won't add it, that. That would mean that if an incremental approach is not the best idea, then it would mean that a, a more tyrannical approach would get us more quickly to liberty. Um, it seems to me. So, A, I won't advocate for tyranny against another person, um, and I will do what I can in order to, uh, you know, act to, to protect some someone I know, my my friends, my family, people I know, people I love, and hopefully that's everybody. Their life, their liberty, and their ability to make decisions regarding their property. I'll protect those things as best I can, which kind of necessitates that I take a uh, an incremental approach. I'll take secondarily. If you take an incremental approach, you get an opportunity to test out different things. Um, you know, you can say you can point to, well, this works or that works or or that kind of thing. Whereas, if you don't take an incremental approach, then you never have a chance to t- uh, to point to. Well, it's certainly test incremental cases. right now. I mean, it's so <laughs> incremental, it's awful. Uh, and so that's why I think it's important to advocate for the full-on. That's why I want to talk about ending the entire war on drugs. I don't want to just piddle around with medical marijuana and then, in in some cases, only when it's uh, you know AIDS or cancer. This this most recent medical marijuana bill up here in New Hampshire is an absolute joke. It only includes a handful of maladies. It's not uh, anywhere near as good as something like you might see in Colorado or California. The only value to it is to be able to say there are 15 medical marijuana states. Right. So well, th- on top of that, you, I see it. My two problems with the indirect incremental approach is that it seems to be like, A, you build a wall on the road of liberty to complete liberty that you have to tear down later for medical marijuana, for example. Right now, sick people have more rights than me, so let them have more rights than me. And then, okay, we have that now. And a couple of years later, like, just kidding. Not just do those sick people have rights. We all do. Come on, let's come back down here. That, and two, I think that's harder because essentially I, I kind of see it as like parenting in the early stages of a person's life where like Santa Claus is real, the Easter Bunny is real, and then you get into the teenage years and they're like, no, none of that's real. And then parents wonder why they have so many problems with their teenagers. It's the same way. If you bring people all the way to this one thing and then you try to say, no, medical marijuana isn't the end. We have to come down here. They're like, you're lying to me. And they become like that disgruntled, disgruntled teenager or troubled teenager when they're all upset because you told them everything to get them here. And now you're like, Come on a little further. Apparently, you found out about Santa Claus a lot later than I did. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I guess Ken, so. other thoughts for us? Um, I, I guess that that uh, I guess might that be the common perception of what I meant. But uh, speaking on a more large scale, I guess uh, I would think, yeah, you have the medical marijuana going on and all that. But um, when the it's say problems happen with crossing state lines that could definitely be exploited at the federal level and uh, I think we may not advocate for it but advocate for what uh, advocate for greater federal involvement however it seems that when you do have greater federal involvement more people are attracted to the liberty movement than they were before so you're advocating for more tyranny is that what you're saying uh, no, I, I say I'm advocating for the exact opposite, but as a realist, that people actually experiencing tyranny firsthand rather than saying, oh, they're just drug addicts that are getting arrested. When they see that it's their family members, that might so be meaning the like thing you that would cheer, So you would cheer up. on like bringing back alcohol prohibition because more people would be affected? Uh, no, I'm, I'm completely opposed to that, but I'm saying perhaps doing what we think is the right thing uh, reduces the scope of the movement. No. 
here's the reason. Okay, so whether you advocate for more, uh, you know, complete liberty all at once or just a little bit of liberty and drips and drabs, um, the fact is that everybody has to be educated. What you really want is people to be educated because we know what happens when the Soviet Union fails. You don't get more liberty. People need to be educated in this topic one way or the other. And so what you really need to be advocating for is more liberty. Uh, right, more, thanks, Ken, for the call. Liberty. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up what you want. That's the point of this program. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. A demo. And Mark. 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com, and that's where you'll find links to Amazon Different Amazons for different countries. So there's U.S., U.K., Canada. Click on the right one for you and then get your shopping taken care of. Get whatever it is you need. I mean, they probably sell it. It's Amazon. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. Start your shopping through those links and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase. It's the same great Amazon, same great prices, same huge selection, free super saver shipping. It's all the same. It's just you're entering through our portal so Amazon knows to send us a cut of their profits. Once again, drop by shop.freetalklive.com when you're ready to shop online. And if you're a coffee drinker, O'Neill Coffee, uh, they're a third generation family-owned business. It still roasts each batch with the finest beans and the utmost care. They have more, to, more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. Um, you can get whatever flavor it is that uh, you like. And believe me, when I say gourmet, I know everybody tosses around this term gourmet, but I've had some really great roasted coffees, and this is among uh, some, some of the really great roasted coffees I've had. It's uh, some of the best. You can uh, show the free talk. They, excuse me, to show the free talk live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee. They're offering a free mug and free shipping on orders of seventy-five dollars or more. It's a pretty good deal. Free shipping and gourmet coffee and the prices. I've checked them out. They're they're better than you're going to get at the local coffee store. I can tell you that. You can support great coffee craftsmanship at coffee.freetalklive.com. It's coffee.freetalklive. Com. Right back into your phone calls. Frank is listening in New York. You're on Free Talk Live, Frank. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing tonight? Just super. What's on your mind? Good. I wanted to let you know that I've been unable to connect to the uh, uh, computer uh, webcast. So, oh, yeah. Uh, As I understand it, our high, uh, our high bandwidth server at the moment is down. Uh, there are medium and low bandwidth versions that are available, as well as our webcam. So there, okay, are, that's good there are other no, ways for you to maybe. listen. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com and try those alternates, and one of them will work for you. Thank you. I thought maybe someone was sort of tampering with the connection on my nope. end. <laughs> Just a routine problem. Listen. It is not the NSA. Absolutely. Well, this I time. hope not, but you never know. Uh, what I wanted to say is that I fully agree, again, with you that the war on drugs is nothing but a corrupt... Uh, system that allows for governments, institutions, financial institutions to be corrupted and debased. And 
the sad thing is that those on the end of the line, those that you know are addicted or purchase drugs illegally, they tend to do the big jail time. And those that rip the system off and control it reap all the profits. And I think if we really believe in liberty, we should allow every adult to have the opportunity to take pure drugs, to expand their consciousness, to make a connection with the spiritual or religious uh, path or experience. And when we are a free uh, culture, and people have that right, uh, but it's not something to be done just for recreation. It's something that has a higher purpose. Then we'll really be free, and I think at that point, if there is going to be a utopia, uh, that'll sort of usher it in. Does that make any sense? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think more people having uh, positive experiences with altering their state of consciousness is a desirable thing. I think that uh, people should do it whenever they're ready. Uh, yep. But I, I also think that it's an important experience that everybody should have. And I think, what was it, uh, Steve Jobs, who said that uh, taking LSD was one of the most important experiences of his lifetime. Uh, the folks in the But uh, I think the study... you could fry your mind with too much LSD at the same time. Oh, I didn't absolutely. say take too much. I, I said I that I'm his experience with LSD was one of the most important important experiences in his lifetime yeah. and everything in moderation, Mark. Uh, but also uh, there's the psilocybin studies yeah. where they were testing psilocybin on folks with problems like with alcohol. I think it was alcoholism and also uh, PTSD was correct. And uh, the, these folks uh, also came out saying that it was either one of the top five or number one most important experience of yeah. their entire life. I mean, and I'm th- going this to is say critical. that many, many of the movers and shakers and the doers in the elite you know, they've had access to psilocybin, they've had access to peyote, they've had access to LSD, they've had access to all sorts of positive drugs that allow for, you know, an expanded awareness, uh, sort of, in a sense, uh, enhancing the cognitive capabilities of the mind. And being as greedy as they are, they certainly want it for themselves and their families, but not for anyone else. And I think when we have the opportunity to have really free drugs for adults... And I'm not talking about a 12-year-old doing blood or acid, you know, from middle school. I'm talking about adults maybe anywhere from 18 to 21 that sort of understand the chemistry, understand uh, consciousness, uh, understand what a trip may involve. Uh, then when they're mature enough to take it, that should, allow, that should be allowed, and it should be viewed almost as a sacrament within the culture. And I know what would happen certainly, if uh, people previous... have positive experiences. Well, certainly native uh, native cultures, Frank, view these things as sacraments, right? I mean, they've, they've oh, yes. been taking uh, hallucinogenics for a long time. That's sort of a journey into experience. And what we have to do is we have to forget about ritual circumcision that is nothing more than a very <laughs> brutal and barbaric tradition. That we Talk about changing per- gears. Yeah, just flip no, the no, script no, no, real finish. quick. Uh, and instead of that, we should have... Uh, an expanded consciousness for the adults. You know, when one is go in most primitive cultures, circumcision occurs in puberty to go into adulthood. I'm not talking about, let's say, the uh, uh, Jew- the the Jewish tradition whereby circumcision in the bris occurs. You know, seven days after the birth. I'm talking about virtually all of the cultures in the world, the primitive cultures, where they go through this ritual process. Instead of that, well- and instead of circumcision in the West because it really is nothing more than a perverse, barbaric, cruel practice. I agree. Well, f- forgive we me. We should have 
my ignorance uh, here, a Frank. Transformation but, at age 21 for all the men and women where they. I don't think. I think 21 is too long to wait. I think what? if you've got the right, uh, I think you've got the right set and setting. You've got the right uh, spiritual guide. Then I think that you could do it in an earlier age. In fact, how, how interesting would it be if you actually maybe 18. had? Yeah, it may be the case, but I think that if you actually had a free market in education instead of a one-size-fits-all government coercive system, you could have a variety of different types of educational systems. And part of that curriculum in some schools might be the use of hallucinogenics. Uh, under I think that would be conditions. right, and that would be wonderful, because in a sense, people are finding out that those that are locked out of the material tradition in the West, that don't have jobs, that can't buy the BMW, that can't at least engage with the advertising nexus that tells us what we need to be happy or fulfilled, if you could provide people with the expanded experience of consciousness, they would see the illusions in these things, and they would begin to deal and create a meaningful life. Which is one of the reasons why these things are illegal. Frank, great call. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. I want to know what culture circumcises at at puberty. I'm I'm not familiar with this at all. Sounded like he was referring to some native uh, cultures. Apparently. I didn't get to hear that. ushered him off. Well, that's what that's what he was saying. Uh, you wanted to know specifically? Yeah, I'm sorry. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. He was suggesting it was a rite of passage in some uh, native cultures. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You know, I, the reason he in talked many about parts t- of the world, like Malaysia or throughout uh, Southern Africa, boys are often circumcised about the time they reach eleven or twelve. <laughs> there you go. It's taboo. I ran into a guy on the road who uh, his activism was. Uh, educating folks on the uh, male circumcision and even and how awful it and how awful it in general is and, and that yeah so I got an education in that aspect obviously my parents didn't leave not obviously but my parents did not leave me with the choice it's obvious so, to somebody not I, I, I was gonna yeah. say I, I didn't have a choice either yeah so when, when he laid it out that way I couldn't argue with it but if, when he first approached me I'm like wow it's a little weird but then you know I, I give him a chance I try to listen to folks even if I'm not you know I wasn't running around seeking this information but. But, uh, you know, to be consistent, it made sense. You know, you should give the child the choice. So. Uh, apparently, um, it was this, you know, Kellogg and Graham, uh, these, yep. yes, uh, you know, Kellogg cereal and Graham crackers, those guys, uh, they were, you know, sort of religious zealots in the late 19th century, and they thought that this would be a really great way to stop boys from masturbating. <laughs> And, wow. uh, you know, anybody who's circumcised knows this isn't true. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, so well, the idea being that the uh, foreskin has a bunch of nerve endings in it, and so you get rid of that, and therefore would supposedly desensitize things. I, I don't, I don't know how it works. I, I wouldn't propose to know what's. I think it's there. true that it, you you are not as sensitive, but that certainly doesn't stop people from uh, from self pleasuring. No, yeah. it doesn't do that. And so you know that was that was the idea along the way it would keep them from going blind and getting hair on their palms or whatever it is that uh, might occur to uh, you know in, in that circumstance but it I, I, I it's it's the most uh let's see the most prescribed uh what, what do they say? I, i've read i've read up on it and basically it was it has been prescribed for to cure the most amount of diseases any <laughs> procedure has ever been prescribed to to cure circumcision wow. right and i mean you know you got to keep yourself clean there's no doubt about it and you know that's what they'll basically say that it's good for these days but uh, you know the the fact that it's done routinely is bothersome. It to also me. brings a question to the doctors, like what doctors can just do something because the parents said so to do it. You know, go or because it's medically right. I don't know because kids can't make their own decisions uh, legally. They they're they're at the whims of their parents, and I agree that ch- young people should be able to make this choice. Eight five five four fifty three. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves here as we roll into hour number three. Next, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Eight five five four fifty three. Free talk live. 
Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. A demo. And Mark. And we invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have there waiting for you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. You can create the content of the website as well. So when you find something online that you think is interesting... You can submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. Then other listeners vote as to whether or not they like or dislike it. And the most liked make it to the front page and the top of the site. So head over to freetalklive.com and you can get interactive there. So, uh, we, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. But we also bring stuff to the table to talk about. And, Mark, you've got a, a number of interesting things this evening. Let's, uh, let's start with the first one, which is $22,000 gone to news, the police news channel 5.com uh, this is uh, written by phil williams if somebody had told me this could um, happen to them i absolutely would not believe this could happen in america, america. that was the original uh, reaction somebody just woke up yeah, yeah. A reaction of a new jersey man who found out just how risky it can be to carry cash through tennessee for more than a year, News Channel 5 Investigates has been shining a light on the practice that some call policing for profit. I love using the voice that they tend to use in yeah. those, uh, those news stories. The news inflections. Right. <laughs> in this latest case, a Monterey police officer took $22,000 off the driver. And by even, took, they mean stole. Right, yeah. Even though he had committed no crime. You live in the United States, you think you have rights, and apparently you don't. There's a quote from the guy. Yep, Yep. that's what George Rebbe says. As a professional insurance adjuster, Rebbe spends a lot of time traveling from state to state, but it was on a trip to a conference in Nashville last January that he got a real education in Tennessee justice. Trip to a conference. Come on, he's a dope dealer. I never had any clue they thought they could uh, take money legally. Uh, Rebbe added, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Rebbe was driving down the interstate, Interstate 40, heading through Putnam County when he was stopped for speeding. Monterey police officer wanted to know if he was carrying any large amounts of cash. He said around 20 grand, he recalled. Then he it told th- them. Well, yeah, he, he, they asked he was, him. That's what I was going to say. He was being compliant the yeah. whole way. Not only did he not do anything wrong, he was jumping for every master's request he felt like he was a law-abiding citizen just gonna do what the officer asked people are naturally honest and police exploit that yes you should never ever ever answer any questions of a police officer do you do uh, you know do you know how fast you were going Uh, no 
<laughs> I have no, you know, I don't answer. I don't answer questions from police officers. Yeah, if you, you, By the saying way, you're no is an answer. Saying no is an answer. Right, you're right. I, I, I would say something to the effect of, you know, I choose not to, you know, cooperate with this investigation myself. And if you'd like to notify me of some sort of claim, like as in giving me a ticket, yeah. do what you got to do. And you've got my license. You've got you the registration. Conduct, are you conducting an investigation, right. officer? That's one of your lines, the demo, and I love it. Yeah. Are you conducting an investigation? Whenever they start asking questions, well, that's what you've got to ask. First. This story is a perfect example for anyone who says, "Well, if you have nothing to hide." You know, yep. because this man felt this way, and you know, if Mark wants to continue, here's what happens. Yep, absolutely. Um, do you mind if I search your vehicle? He says, "Nope, I don't mind." Certainly, oh, I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. It was my money. That's when Officer Larry Bates confiscated the cash, but based on his suspicion that it was drug money. Why didn't you arrest him? We asked Bates because he hadn't committed a criminal. Um, he hadn't because we <laughs> had violating a criminal. Because offense. he hadn't committed a criminal. Uh, Law is what it says here. The uh, according, I don't know. The, that's the reporter or the officer that said that. Bates said the amount of money um, and the way it was packaged gave him reason to be suspicious. The safest place to put your money, if it's legitimate, is in a bank account. He explained. He stated that he had two. Right. Use the system. And I would put it in a bank account, and it draws interest, and it's safer. But it's not illegal to carry cash. We noted. No, it's not illegal to carry cash. Bates said again. It's what it's what the cash but is it's being illegal used for the- to facilitate. <laughs> and what it was being used for. Well, it's not illegal to carry cash, but it's apparently illegal for the cash to not be in a bank because if you have over a certain amount of money, it's they not automatically... Illegal. Suspect- they just steal the money. Well, yeah, there's there's a good kicker coming in here at the end. I don't know. There's, but- there's law. There's law. I mean, I don't know if there are laws, but there are definitely court decisions that are precedent here. So it is absolutely uh, illegal, I mean, from their perspective, to have cash that's not no, in a bank account. It's legal for them to take cash until they can determine that you are not using it for illegal purposes. Which, which is you have to prove. Effectively, right. It's effectively confiscating your money without uh, you know charging you. I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's not illegal. They won't even say it's illegal. As a matter of fact, he says right here, but you had no proof for it being used from drug trafficking, correct? No proof. Uh, nope, said just he couldn't be proved. Uh, he couldn't prove it was legitimate. Bates insisted. Bates is part of a system that right. News Channel Five investigates has discovered gives Tennessee police agencies the incentive to take cash of off out of state drivers. Well, I'm glad News Channel Five has finally discovered this now that we're well into the 21st century. This has been going on forever. A long time. Long time. Yep. Longer than I've been an adult. Yeah, um, this is uh, this is taking without due process," said Union City at, uh, Attorney John Miles, a former Texas. Sure, and he'd love to be hired by this man at the rate of however many thousands of dollars sure. in order to try to get this twenty-two thousand dollars back. Maybe if you hired the attorney for ten grand, uh, he might be able to get you, you know, the twenty-two right. back. But then, of course, you got to give him ten, and so you're this down. man was so compliant that not only did he tell him he had the money, but he directed him to it. And oh, later, yeah. th- this newsman really drills this guy quite well. The cop or the the newsman drills the cop. The cop okay. is actually on the interview in the video if, if you see it find it online but um he says he showed you where the money is but in the police officer's report he says he found it underneath this thing and rolled up yep. like drug money you know the individual said i'm in i'm an insurance guy i travel around i was in this area because there's a car down here as well that he it was a twenty thousand dollar car he was thinking about buying mm-hmm. you know he had all these stories that were left out of the report so innocent till proven guilty this guy he just assumes guilty because he can't prove innocence and then you know, purposefully words his report in ways that is going to ensure, because there is a hearing, there was something that would have happened if the news people wouldn't have got involved, that they would have been off of this police officer's report. And they would have kept every dollar of his because this man, like 22 years ago, had a cocaine conviction. So wait, they did, they gave him the money back? They no. did. Well, what? they did. He did get the money back. 
I, I, it took four months, they said, and he ended up getting the money back, but he was complaining. But that you it, think it's only because the news got involved? Only because of the news. The news has been investigating these guys about this for a year, and then it took four months into this story, they, they ran into this guy. From the source I got earlier, today. I knew that they had that they didn't have any charges. Is um, this on Copper? You're right. It took him four. You know, looking it up here at the, um, it says that it took him four months to get his money back, and it usually takes a lot longer for most people. Yep. it's probably the news channel. Right, the news channel started the investigation and then met this guy along the way that he was a, a fresh victim. And so right. they, they, they kind of cowered. Anybody who thinks that you're innocent until proven guilty in this country is sadly ignorant of what the reality is. <laughs> the reality is is that if you talk to a police officer who's conducting any any form of investigation. And frankly, as far as I'm concerned, if they're asking about the weather, they're conducting an investigation. If they ask you a question, you do not answer that question. Um, and now, you know, I, I would say that there's some difference. If you call the police because there's been some kind of terrible violent crime or theft crime that you have to get some kind of insurance piece of paper for or whatever, obviously you're going to have to answer some questions. Uh, but if, if the police come to you, if they approach you, and start asking you questions, there's really no benefit in you answering those questions. If you know where the uh, you know where the armed robber that they're looking for is, maybe you might consider uh, you know directing them in that direction. But the chances are you have no clue that's really going to help them find out what the truth is. And chances are they're not even investigating what they say they're investigating. Yeah, now, in 2001, me and my friends went to Canada for my 19th birthday, and this is a couple months before 9/11, so this probably could have gotten a lot worse for us had it been a couple months later. But on the way back, and these are me and my three of my friends who were all in the drug selling trade, and it's, we went there for my 19th birthday, so we brought a lot of spending money. On the way over, didn't even get ID'd. They, they looked in the car, asked us our names, we drove right by. Uh, on the way back, the United States messing with us, they tore everything out of our car. You know, long story short, we had a lot of cash on us between us four. And I think it was like, I don't know, $18,000. Mm-hmm. And they put it all in the hood. And they had one guy out there who was watching the driver who was searching the car. And they made him count it. And they kept drilling him. Why do you have so much money? He just kept saying, is it illegal to have money? Is it illegal to have money? You know, not liberty-minded, none of us, sure. not cop-locking. But, you know, he, we never told him about it. They found it on their own. But it's, again, not to answer the questions is the, the story. Like, if he had told them anything, if he had said, I got this in a casino thing, they might have held it to prove it, right. anything, you know, whatever it might have been, it's best to say nothing. Absolutely. And or ask a, ask a question in return. Like, are you conducting an investigation? Am I free to go? Uh, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Anything. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And that stuff takes practice. Some of the things that you guys are good at over at copblock.org is you're getting out there, it you're practicing. It takes intention. Yeah. Uh, but the, you, know, you can say, is, am I being detained? You, you don't need to practice that. There's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. I think it does take practice. You've got to be used to asking questions. It's tricky. Free talk live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free if you'd like. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features waiting for you there. We've got news updates. 
Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Follow us there via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever method works best for you. News.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins. They're the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. There are no contracts to sign or terms of services you've got to abide by. You can download the free Bitcoin software. Be using them in just a few minutes. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world. You don't need any permission from any bank or governmental agency. Therefore, no fees. You can learn much more about uh, Bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. There's a two-minute video there. Tell you all you need to know. And you do need to know about Bitcoins. Because, well, they're changing the way the Internet operates. Now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. You can buy your Bitcoins with cash by visiting bitinstant.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE, right back into you and your thoughts. Jimmy, listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live with the Demo and Mark. Yeah, I was going to talk about an incident, but I had another incident when I was delivering a pizza and I got pulled over by the police and a guy put the gun to my head. Oh, my gosh. A 9 millimeter, because my car matched where a guy had broken and just killed two people on the same road. Did you have the little pizza sign thing on the top of your car? Oh, no, no. I just had a pizza bag in, next to me. Okay. So wait and a minute. I just some random... to him that I was just carrying pizza, you know. So some he random put the gun thug? In my head. This is a random thug comes up and puts a gun no, to your head? No, it's a cop. No, it was a cop. Oh, my God. What? IMPD cop. Well, at the time, I Indianapolis IPD cop. Was he hungry? <laughs> no, I don't kidding. know I'm if sorry. he was hungry or not, but he sure <laughs> wants some information. He told me, don't move my hands. Off the dash. Wow. And then the other guy said, oh, forget it. Forget it, Bill. It's the, other, it's the wrong car. Plates didn't match. He's all, oh, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry. He almost blew my brains out because you made a mistake on right. some plates on the back of a car. One one wrong move with that trigger. I mean, you're you're done for. I would have been dead. Right. No doubt. There was a story of a... Just delivering a pizza. Uh, there, there was an optometrist who was running a football pool at his office or something like this. I mean, yeah. And, and he had, they, the cops had him down on the ground handcuffed. Somebody was holding a gun on this guy. Don't ask me why they were holding a gun on a guy running a football pool. And right. for some reason or another, he sneezed or his finger jerked or whatever. And they ended up basically they blasted him. mob style executing this yep. dude. Sick. That's ridiculous. Jimmy, I, they didn't so, do it on purpose, but geez. Yeah, did you end up getting for the guys pool? for a football pool? Yep. Well, did he? Did his family uh, sue the department? I hope I don't so. The the details. I can't remember so the details, long. but I would imagine they did pretty well, um, considering it's a football pool. Did you take this to a complaint at all, or? No, I didn't. I was too busy trying to make money that night. I can relate to that. Yep. It probably was worthless, anyways, with how they handled, you know, punishing their own. Right. Oh, I mean, they're, they're... well, see, the thing was, my car matched the guy's car. So okay. that's justification to put the yellow, gun. To it was head. a yellow uh, Monte Carlo that I was driving, the '76. Yeah. And they that's... said that's similar to the one that they had that they were looking for. And that, that would likely be their reason for exonerating of. their guys. I mean, after that, you know, if they actually, if you actually did put in a complaint and they did do an investigation, they'd likely come back and say, well, you know, they were looking for somebody who had done X, Y, Z, and so therefore they so thought it was you. just happened to match. Honest mistake, sir. Have a nice day. Yeah. Thanks I, for paying right, your taxes. Right. I would highly recommend in your profession, if you are uh, traveling a lot in your car, that you uh, yeah. install some sort of camera system. I know they have some out there for <laughs> freedomcam.net. In the 1980s, they didn't. Yeah, that's true. Not in the you 1980s. Can, yeah, but you can get one now. Phone. You can get one now for, I mean, uh, next to nothing, uh, considering how, how uh-huh. useful it is. 
You just go yeah. to go to freedomcam.net. Last time I looked, it was a few hundred bucks. Yeah, that's not next to nothing for their system, but their system's you know really great. It tells people where you are. Uh, it gives all the kind, all the information you need, time, uh, yeah, speed that you're traveling. They're they're really great. great Inside uh, and outside. Yeah. That so way, next time that this happens, you can regular citizen have it too to back him up in the court. Right? Indeed, Jimmy. Thanks for the call tonight, man. Appreciate your story, and glad you're still with us. Eight five five four fifty free. The toll free number. Current price of the Freedom Cam over at FreedomCam.net two hundred eighty nine dollars. For me, that I mean, like, I consider that next to nothing, considering how awesome the system is. I mean, you've got a camera in the front of your car to cover cover everything on the road. You got a camera that covers the entire inside of the cab. It's running continuously. I mean, it's essentially a security camera. You've got GPS built in there you've got uh, also it tracks how fast you were going as well and where you've where you've been it's it's in, in in addition to that it's got a special feature where if you get into a some sort of an accident it detects the motion it detects like a jerk yep. if you will of the of the camera and it'll record it special it. it'll save that in a special folder you so don't need no to push a button to start it when you get in the car it just right. starts on its own i mean yeah, a definite we, must for somebody who's traveling their car and, you know, might expect some interaction like plus that. Plus, it's a really unique product as well. Uh, I mean, if this thing, if, if you're paying, you know, 289 for this and it's it records some police misbehavior, that could possibly save your, you know, could save you big time. I mean, it could Years save you in jail. Being, go, going to jail it could also possibly win you a settlement uh, out of court as well, depending on what goes down. Yeah. So, I mean, you divide that up over uh, the cost of a daily ownership. It's literally nothing. I mean, to, to own it. Think about it. Less than you have it for a year and it operates for a year. It's a less buck a day a, insurance policy. Less, than, less yeah. than less than a dollar a day. And, and especially if you're somebody who drives a lot, like a delivery driver. Right. And forget about just the police. I mean, yes, they're probably more likely to harm you. But if anyone was going to rob you or an delivery accident, drivers get robbed. Insurance. You know, it was your fault. No, it was my fault. Well, let's look at the video. Exactly. You know? It's a great tool. Freedomcam.net, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue. Corey is listening in Minnesota. Corey, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, not Minnesota, St. Cloud, though. That uh, one. I apologize. It, it does say Florida here. I, it's the other St. Cloud. <laughs> uh, go ahead. That's all right. We get it all the time. I bet you wish you were uh, Florida, My though. question was, why does Keen seem to have a Democratic supermajority super when it's the, the unofficial capital of the Free State Movement? Well, I don't know if it's the capital of the uh, the free state movement. He said unofficial. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's unofficial. Well, I'm but saying, uh, unofficial, I mean, obviously, but... Okay, so good question. Uh, I was actually just talking with uh, Rich Paul, who's one of the local activists, about this uh, last night about why we chose to move to Keene. And one of the reasons I moved to Keene is because it is uh, the most status place in New Hampshire. Uh, So that was part of the intention is that there's a lot of uh, people here that are very status minded. And the intention was to counteract them with some of the most principled uh, liberty minded uh, activists. And it's become kind of the center. A lot of a lot of activists have moved here, but certainly not the majority of them, only a portion of them and a fairly small portion of them have moved here. There are probably far more people in a place like Manchester, uh, for instance. But there's a very good contingent of, uh, of activists that are here, but that doesn't mean that things have changed. I mean, generally, uh, that, that doesn't mean that the, the status have been ousted or anything like that. In fact, Keene tends to attract a, a very anti-political style of activist. I'd love to see more people getting involved uh, inside the system here. 
because I think it really upsets them when you actually they, they demand that people use the system, but then when uh, people start using the system who don't respect the system, it it really frustrates them. Uh, so I'd love to see more people get involved in you know running for political office uh, in Keene. But yep. yeah, it's a challenge here. By no means is the the, the Free State Project people outweigh you know, the, the normal folks. Do you folks. guys have any idea why it has such a demo, like a status majority? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's uh, if you want, we can bring it back here in a moment. Hang on. Maybe it's because it's nearby Massachusetts and Vermont and New York. Like college. It's the closest place to those places. College Plus, there's a college here. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that are there completely free. We've got listening options. Live streams are there, broadband, dial-up, and even mid-band versions. So, for instance, right now our broadband version is down, unfortunately, because we host that off of our site. Uh, It's a different host, and sometimes... Machines go down, things break, and right now it's broken. But we've got a mid-band version. So you can click the mid-band, and that one will work for you. Or use the uh, the dial-up one. Maybe you're on a smartphone, and you're in an area in which you don't have very good uh, 3G coverage, for instance. You might want to go with the lower bandwidths. Uh, try those connections and see if those work better for you. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in there. Also, learn about our over 100 great radio stations on AM and FM that air the, uh, air the show at all, uh, well, at various times throughout the week, every single day. Uh, we've also got satellite listening choices like XM Satellite Radio, as well as free-to-air KU Band Satellite, the webcam, and the listen lines as well. Different ways for you to get Free Talk Live into your your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. SACL, C-A-I, they're a company that does collections, early out billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. Uh, the principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of uh, Free Talk Live, big supporter of Liberty. He uh, was just on the phone with him. He recommends everybody go uh, to the AMP program and AMP at amp.freetalklive.com and uh, send out once a week a um, you know one of the, your favorite episode uh, you know mention it on Facebook so people can see it you can link to it right to, you just get the episode from freetalklive.com and would get the link how do you how do you get the link you just just copy link right click and copy link for the episode yeah sure just sure. right click and copy link and put it right there on your Facebook and you can share it with your friends. It's uh, SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. We had a Corey call in a moment ago from, I think it was Corey, from Florida. And he had a question about Keene, which is where we're doing this show from. Keene is the southwest corner of New Hampshire. And freekeen.com is a blog site at which Damo and I are both bloggers. And there's a movement of liberty-minded people who are converging on New Hampshire. It's called the Free State Project. We talk a lot about it on this program because we're all participants in the Free State Project. And we all moved here to be around other people of a like mindset because we understand the idea that you get people together who are activists – 
you've got more options on your plate. There's more that can be done. Uh, there's more that can be accomplished. New uh, activist projects and ideas can be put out there that heretofore have been impossible because we're bringing people together. And there are over a thousand people in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. And they're spread across the state in a variety of different places. Obviously, big urban areas like Manchester, Nashua, uh, Concord, these are places that are going to attract uh, the, the most uh, Got a big movers. draw. Right. Uh, and then, you know, Keene's one of the smaller, uh, it's still technically politically a city, but it's like a big town, really little city. And the reason I moved uh, to Keene was because I wanted to be in a place where there was going to be a challenge. I wanted to be an advocate for liberty in a place where there were people advocating statism and people advocating control of other folks. Not to say those people don't exist in other places in New Hampshire. They certainly do. But if you look at the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance's ratings, they rate each one of those state legislators. Keene has some of the worst Keene has some of the, like, they give them a grading, like yep. an A through an F. And uh, the Keene, the best rating that one of the state reps has here is a C. It's usually Ds and Fs, or constitutional threat, which I think the, is the lowest rating. And they rate on a curve. Like right, a C I don't is know. an 80%. <laughs> yeah. So, my point being, there's a, definitely a challenge here, but Keene's also got some things going for it. For instance, the cops here aren't as bad as they are in Manchester, in my observation. I would say that for sure. The yeah. cops here seem a, little, a lot more understanding. They're op- more open to filming. I've been a lot closer to They're more open to open carry as well. Uh, open yeah. carry, filming, cops here are okay with those things. Uh, Manchester, not so much. And also, but that's not to say the cops in Keene can't be dangerous. I mean, they just got away with murdering a man that was running away from them a couple of weeks ago. And there's a story about that actually been posted over at freekeen.com about what actually happened there and you know how these two cops shot at a man that was running away. Fleeing they, felon rule. They, they murdered this man and uh, because of some fleeing felon rule, meaning if they suspect you of a felony, they could just shoot you if you're running away from them and kill you. It's crazy. So there's, you know, certainly it's not perfect here, but they're better here than they are in Nashua and they're better here than they are in, in Manchester. So Keen has some things going for it as well. In fact, if you go to freekeen.com, there's a list of 150 reasons uh, to make the move to Keen, and there's a number of persuasive points. And if you don't like the big old fat tax rate that's in Keen, well, pretty much every other town that surrounds it's lower. That's true. Yeah, the taxes here are absolutely awful. I mean, Keene is a challenge, as I pointed out. I it's moved the highest here. of the state, pretty much. It is, basically. I think Berlin might be the, the highest. Higher, a higher rate, but the property values there are much are lower. lower. You could buy a house for $25,000 in Berlin. Yeah, Berlin's like the Detroit of, uh, <laughs> of New Hampshire. People are leaving, and that's the reason why the houses are so cheap there. I did not know most of this about Keene. I didn't know you were like, I'm jumping into the uh, Dragon's Den or... Yeah, jumping right into the fire, essentially. To me, I don't. I, don't, I also don't spend much time on rating. I mean, statism is statism. I mean, if it was in Manchester, it'd probably be somewhat similar as far as like reactions and activism responses with the size of people we have, in my opinion, but... Well, I like, you know, Manchester has a whole lot more people than uh, than Keene does as far as movers are concerned. But I think on the average, the Keeneaks are a little bit more active. I, I would agree. I yeah. tend to think that's the case. Plus, uh, we're dealing with a sm- smaller area here as well. There's not as much in Keene. So, therefore, it's easier to get from point A to point B. You know, if I want to go to the courthouse, it's a 10-minute walk. Uh, if it's a, it's a five-minute bike ride, you know. It's yeah, the, we definitely have far. some uh, ambitious activists here, so... So go to freekeen.com. You can learn more about what's happening here. But by no means is I wouldn't say it's the center of the Free State Project. I don't think the Free State Project has a center. There are people here across New Hampshire in various different regions. If you listen to Free Talk Live, it sounds that way. 
Well, it's because we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. right, in, right in the thick of things here, and, and there is a thick of things here. There's a lot going on, a lot of people facing court trials and things like that. Our friend Derek J is going to be in court tomorrow morning, as a matter of fact, so there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on here. We'll continue, though, with Bill listening in Jackson, Mississippi, to WPBQ. Hey, Bill. Hi, guys. Uh, well, to add some confusion to the uh, dangerous cop situation, as you were talking about a few minutes ago, there have been two interstate killings by the side of the interstate up in North Mississippi, and uh, even the, the law enforcement is now thinking that uh, someone is impersonating uh, a law enforcement officer. And Happens so all the time. They're recommending anyone who, is, uh, who sees, sees the blue lights to call 911 or star MHP and verify that an actual officer is attempting to stop them before they pull over. Now, now I want to, want to imagine if you're not in northern Mississippi and they haven't sent out this alert, understand that somebody could do this anywhere in the United States mm-hmm. or any or within the sound of my voice. It wouldn't matter. Try to imagine if you weren't in northern Mississippi, what your life would be like if you just sort of went along and uh, you know took a two minutes three minutes, five minutes to call 911 and then let the police officer, you know, just kind of follow you at a, at a reasonable rate or whatever. They'd be ramming your car, shooting road. at your tires. Or you'd be staring down sure. four other squad cars that have boxed you in by then. Of course. I mean, it's a dangerous world out there, I guess. Uh, and, and, and apparently it's the cops uh, are the to, danger to, to, some, to some extent it's the government that's the danger well we know what happened with our friend Derek J one of the reasons he's in a jail cell right now is because he didn't pull over fast enough on his bicycle for a man in a costume with a badge uh, that was uh, in a you know intimidating kind of car revving his engine and uh, literally knocked him off the road knocked him then off his bicycle by sticking an asp within the spokes of his bicycle wheel and then proceeded to beat him while he was on the ground no doubt no no wonder why he didn't want to pull over for this guy's a psycho and he had no cause to stop him and it doesn't matter you know it's kind of like blank if you do and blank if you don't indeed <laughs> no doubt bill thanks for sharing that anything else on your mind tonight uh, well you're mentioning the uh, cost of housing uh now there are some uh, areas in in jackson mississippi here where i am and, and i won't mention the area of the town but some houses have actually been being sold for less than $10,000. They're still standing and have water, lights, and, you know, everything, the yard and whatever. Wow. You know, That's incredible. 10, and people are just vacating certain parts of, of cities. Yeah, there's a lot of cities are having that trouble. St. Louis, East St. Louis, especially Memphis is having the problem with Detroit. There's lots of areas that are having this kind of flight, and it's amazing how cheap some of the houses are. Bill, thanks for sharing that tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-453-SACL, Cacle, CAI, toll-free line. Bring up anything that's on your mind. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you and your thoughts. 1-855-450-3733. Take control. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. About enough time for you and your thoughts. If you dial in now, toll free to 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Once again, freetalklive.com. All of uh, everything you find is free. If you like Free Talk Live, you can help support the show. And one of the ways you can do that is by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's one of the most important things you can do for Free Talk Live, considering we give you everything free on the website. This is three bucks a month. So if you like the fact that we give everything away, maybe you'd appreciate or maybe you appreciate us enough to send in that three bucks a month. You can do that and get perks like access to the AMP only call in lines, the AMP only podcast, uh, which doesn't have the usual commercials that you get the regular podcast. And you also get access to other AMP perks by going to amp.freetalklive.com. And importantly, the money that comes in isn't going to paychecks. It's going to be invested into Free Talk Live to get us on more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board and uh, do things like send us to to the radio conventions that happen. Uh, for instance, Talkers Magazine is the industry publication of, of note in the talk radio business, and they put on a convention every summer in New York City. And, and Mark, you and I have been there for the last few years, several years, actually. And each year, Talkers uh, manages to involve at least one of us, you or, or I, Mark, in the, the ceremonies, so to speak, in the, uh, the day's events. And I just found out today that I'm going to be involved in something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. It's you get the, to go to the Rumble? Yeah, I get to go in the Talk Rumble. God, the Talk Rumble? Yeah. Yeah, so I is... am such a better choice for the Rumble than he is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, you, you don't have the principles, Mark. So no, that's right. I don't have the principles. <laughs> what is the Talk Rumble? You so it's to... basically they get eight to ten talk show hosts from across the the political spectrum. And they bring them all onto the same stage. They all have uh, microphones, or they've got mics they can fight over. And uh, and then they, you know, there's some moderator who comes up with a few topics in advance, some sort of issues of the day, and he will ask questions about those issues to the uh, the, the panel. And basically, you know, it's a free for all at that point. Whoever answers answers. Uh, he might start with one person on the panel, and then it, people just kind of jump in, and it goes for 45 minutes, and uh, it's a lot of fun. If you've ever wondered what it's like to have uh, you know all the talk show hosts with all the different opinions sitting at one table. This is it. This is what it would be like. Well, I hope there'll be some video of this. There this is. should be interesting. Yeah, yeah great. It, it, Every it, year it's out there. I don't know how viewed it is uh, online. People probably pr- probably don't really hear about it. Uh, talkers, I think, did put on their videos from last year. They put them all up for free for for people to watch, and so it's up there. If you want to see what a talk rumble looks like, if you go to talkers.com, you can you can see that. Who was the guy who got kicked out of the last rumble? I can't remember what his name was. Steve, somebody from New York City, I, I think. Can't He's a real scumbag. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Looking forward to that, and it's something that you know. Free Talk Live. Obviously, we have the visibility that's necessary at this point to be able to get into an event like that, uh, to be to be a participant in it rather than just be sitting in the audience and watching. And the reason why we're part of this particular uh, convention like that is because we've been advertising with talkers. I, I can tell you, we they would not be putting me up there. And Mark, you've given a speech there in the past about uh, radio well, sales. We wouldn't have the profile either. Right. Um, if I mean, th- these things go back and forth. It's not like you just give talkers money and you get to do what you want. I mean, it. Well, right. No, no, no. I mean, there are. Acknowledging that we're also on over 100 stations and other things, which we built, and obviously money doesn't build stations unless you have a whole lot of it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, clearly they wouldn't be giving us the same treatment if we had two stations. So I get where you're coming from, Mark, but at the same time, if we weren't buying ads with talkers, we probably wouldn't be getting that treatment either. So I don't there's, know. There's, I think there's a multitude of, uh, of factors. I would agree. There's in, a multitude of factors. And ultimately, it's the Free Talk Live amplifiers that help make it possible at amp.freetalklive.com. <laughs> 
So there was something that we were talking about last night uh, to bring you guys up to speed because you weren't here. Uh, it was the PurposeFairy.com article, The 15 Powerful Things That Happy People Do Differently. And we're talking about you know certain things that set people apart. Like, why is that person happy versus not? What are some of the things that happy people are doing that, uh, that, are, that are unusual? And so the article goes through some comparisons as to what happy people are like versus people who are unhappy. So... Number one was love versus fear, meaning that happy people are more often coming from a, a position of love in their daily uh, activities and thoughts, what they do. Number two, acceptance versus resistance, accepting what is versus tr- trying to constantly fight against it. Uh, number three, forgiveness versus unforgiveness. The uh, process of forgiving is something that's for you, something that, that benefits you, that gets uh, gets whatever burden you have on yourself off of uh, off of you. Four, trust versus doubt, trusting in, in people, important, uh, as opposed to constantly being suspicious and paranoid. Number five, meaning versus uh, ambition. Six, praising versus criticizing. And then uh, seven challenges versus problems, meaning that uh, happy people see problems as challenges, as something to overcome, something to you know to grow beyond and to uh, to vanquish, if you will. And then we left off on number eight. So I want to pick up here: selflessness versus selfishness. It says here they do what they do not for themselves but for the good of others, making sure that they bring meaning, empowerment, and happiness into the lives of many. They look for ways to give and to share the best of themselves with the world and to make other people happy. Now, of course, ultimately, this is kind of a uh, – I, I don't necessarily agree with everything that's in this article. Selfless – I think you can't be selfless. I think it's impossible to be selfless. You have to be selfish because in order to give something to someone else, you have to have something to give. Whether it's your time or your money or whatever, you have to be coming from a position of – you know, essentially, to some extent, some wealth, some creativity to be able to give to others. Yeah, I agree with the same. I don't buy into the, you know, negative uh, meanings behind like greed or selfishness. Like to be greedy, you know, to want to provide or do whatever and have one desires met is is a good thing. It's just if you go about it harming other people or uh, you know committing fraud against folks and conning them. And that's very bad to be greedy in that aspect. Absolutely. Also, if people perceive you as being an individual who's only out for themselves and not out in order to help people, other them or other people, then they're going to they're going to ostracize you, treat you poorly, and and those kind of things. So, I mean, it's I I I wonder what's the most effective way to help people. And I often think that the most effective way to help people is by doing the thing that you're good at and being compensated. Mm-hmm for that in a fair way. Well, and ultimately, I think that the, the perspective here is right in that when you when you want to get something for yourself, and ultimately we all want things for ourselves, whether it's, you know, security or whether it's love or whether it's, you know, whatever it is that uh, we're looking for, we all want something for ourselves. But the best way to get those things, in my opinion, is to give other people what they want. So to be focused on helping others is a useful thing. And ultimately, that will end up helping you. Because if I'm creating a radio program that no one wants to listen to, then what good is that going to do? I want to create something that is going to be valuable to You're others. greedy. I can't right. believe it. You want to create something good. Well, What's wrong with you? I do want to make money off of this, but I want to use that money to invest in the liberty movement, and so everybody can then be hopefully more wealthy uh, on into the future, because I like to reinvest uh, funds that I, that I get in. But I think that having that perspective of looking at, okay, well, what can I do to help people? What what service or product can I create that is going to help people? Because if your product is sucks and it doesn't do anything for anybody, then 
It can look as nice as you yeah. want it to, but it's not going to sell. And therefore, if you haven't helped somebody, you're not going to ultimately help yourself. Does that make any sense? Sure. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, by the way, they quote Buddha here saying, Before giving, the mind of the giver is happy. While giving, the mind of the giver is made peaceful. And having given, the mind of the giver is uplifted. Number nine, abundance versus lack slash poverty. They, that is happy people, have an abundant mindset, living a balanced life, achieving abundance in all areas of life. And this is something we've talked about on this program before, because a lot of this stuff we've talked about over the years, I think self-improvement is a pretty important topic. But there are people that come from a lack perspective, Mark. I think this is a term I, I learned from you, uh, this lack mentality, right. the idea that, oh, God, we're running out of fill in the blank, right? We're running out of water. We're running out of oil. We're running out of, you know, whatever it is, energy. We're running out of food. And... There's no real evidence. We're running out of space. Remember? <laughs> the the right. whole world. Overpopulation. We can, we can only handle five billion people. We've got eight. We're yeah. going to die. Right. And there's no real evidence for this. Uh, and, and what the well, evidence- there's as much evidence as you want to go find. Well, right. But the, what, what there really is evidence of is how that over time, the man, humans, using the power of their minds and their ability to think and to reason and to come up with new ideas and to innovate, have overcome all of the lack problems that we might have perceived in the past so energy okay there's new forms of energy that can be uncovered water we're not going to run out of that it keeps changing forms uh food well people are talking about growing food vertically now as opposed to just horizontally so i mean there are always new ideas that are coming up and as long as we have the freedom to pursue those new ideas and there isn't some government regulation or roadblock in the way then we'll be able to overcome whatever problems rear their ugly heads like we said in the beginning of the show if you have the if you're free you have the infinite number of choices you know that all the world can provide i know derek who is in jail also tying in the show was saying that during his trial you know the judge are you here well if i had all the freedom to choose all my options you're giving me you know plea deal or no plea deal options and yeah again if, if people had the ultimate freedom we probably could overcome any obstacle Ultimately, we have. I mean, as a society, that, that's what's happened. I mean, people have uh, created solutions that have changed the world, radically altered our lifestyles, whether it be electricity, the light bulb, uh, the internet. I mean, these are incredible changes. And mostly what's standing in the way at this point is efficient inefficiencies in the marketplace and the government regulations that prevent people from trying new, innovative things. We'll talk more about this uh, stuff that happy people do maybe tomorrow night. 855-450-FREE. We'll talk to you then online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Hey, this is Mandrake. And this is Jay. And we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012. Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Porkfest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mandrick? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there? Or maybe the family fun events? Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's Big Gay Dance Party? Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spend all our time running the Georgia's famous baklava food stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes, some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes, we should try Try not to offend so many people this year. It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table. Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.